Welcome in to the inaugural Epic Fantasy Football League podcast. I am your host, Michael Carey, joined by Tom Stamatakos. Unfortunately, Nikki Abs is not able to be with us here today on the first episode, but we're still excited. We're ready for week one. It starts tomorrow. Tom, how stoked are you for the season? I'm so excited for the season. It's been a long time without football, long time without real sports in general, and it's kind of a weird time. Uh, basketball's playing when they shouldn't be. Baseball's playing a bit weird. Hockey's playing. Uh, it'll be a bit normal having some NFL football on this Sunday, so I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I can't wait. I, I'm happy to be in the league. It's it's good to be here. I, You know, I gave a very long uh, proposal to Danny on why I wanted to join, and so far, the league has lived up to expectations. The draft was fun. It was actually extremely competitive. I was shocked by how well people drafted. And, you know, I thought, I think it's just been really cool, the activity level in this league. I was not expecting it. So, I, uh, you know, shame on me for doubting you guys. <laughs> well, this is my fourth season now. I think it's fourth season now in the league, and... Each year, it seems to get, seems to get a little bit more competitive. Uh, all the players in the league learn a bit more, uh, make better decisions. So the league keeps rising, keep going up, and it's the most important league for me, and I think for everyone else in this league. Uh, it means a lot. Yeah, I uh, I'm excited, and there's the prospect of not only money but just the glory of winning such a competitive league as well as the prospect of having to do a punishment terrifies me. I would not want to be making that 30 for 30. So I don't plan on it. And Tom, I don't think you do either. But let's break down why some of the decisions were wrong that people made on the power rankings. So we're uh, in today's first episode, we're going to go through with the league voted as the power rankings and for each team we're going to talk about them just a little bit and say you know i thought they were worse than people actually rated them or they're actually better than people rated them or they're just about right so tom what do you think are you ready to get going yeah let's do it okay starting at number 12 in the power rankings the man himself his name is David. I have not met him. I have not talked to him much, but oof, this team is a little tough. Uh, Tom, do you think David should be at number 12 here? I do. Uh, Stu, as I call him, uh, uh, Stu, he had a pretty rough draft, I think. Uh, he really committed to that kicker in the third round in his inaugural uh, Instagram post for the league, and I thought he was just joking around, but unfortunately that came true. Uh, Harrison Butker in the third round, and although he put up a solid 10 points from on Thursday, it really handicapped his team going forward. Um, I, I also have him 12th in the power ranks. Yes, I would have to agree with you. Uh, the fact that Miles Sanders is now out does not help his prospects, especially after he traded Nick Chubb in what I did not love in a trade, but, you know, the, the guy said, I need Juju, I need Zach Moss, they're going to be stars. Why he's not starting them week one, I don't understand, but you know, you got to make your choices. So he, uh, he his running backs this week are going to be carrying on Johnson and Zach Moss. Not great. And Philip Lindsay as well in your flex. 
this is not great. It's really unfortunate, actually. So, Stu, as I will now call you, unfortunately, last is just right for you. I'm getting I'm um, a lot of mad scientist vibes from Stu. <laughs> there could be a lot of it. He, he, could, he could have a plan here. Yeah, yeah, we'll see if it pays off. We will. Uh, I'm, I'm going to guess that it won't, but y- you never know, I guess so. Um, the next next in the power rankings is uh, Sally Ehrman. I, think, I hope I'm mm-hmm. saying that right, Tom. Am I right? Yeah, I think yes. so. Uh, in my opinion, Sally, the New Orleans Saints, they're just right at second to last in the power rankings. What do you think? I actually had um, oh, what I, have? I had Jerusalem, I believe, second to last in the power rankings, just based on draft alone. Um, I think there were some questionable, some questionable picks uh, that Markel made. However, as the season goes on, I think Markel will rise up the power rankings just because he does have pretty good in-season management, and Sally says that she prefers to improve her team in other ways besides trading and waiver wire. So we'll see what that that entails. But um, overall, not a huge fan of Sally's team. She does have some gems like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Chris Carson, if he could stay healthy. So she could be a force to reckon with uh, week to week, possibly. But uh, overall, don't love the team construction. You know, I the more I look at this team, I think to myself, it could be worse. Um, mm-hmm. I think she should be just a little bit higher. Um, I think there are some teams that are worse than hers, especially in week one. And I think it's really important that she gets off to a good start. The reason I personally did have her as second to last was because of that bench. I don't know who she's going to be able to play as the weeks go on. Big Ben, he's okay. But overall, this team does not have much depth. The starting lineup is fine, but James White and Deontay Johnson being starters is just not great. So, Sally, number 11, could be higher, but I have her there. It sounds like you you have her a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. So, on to the team that you had at this spot, the Jerusalem Lions. Tom, tell me why you have them so low. I didn't originally like... Uh, the Montgomery pick, he could miss time. He, I think he's going to actually play this week. Um, probably going to be limited. Probably will be limited for a couple of weeks. Um, and he's just taking taking some chances. Taking some chances on T.Y. Hilton's health uh, with a new quarterback as they're both getting older. Uh, Daryl Henderson, I don't love. Um, he's He may have to play him uh, some weeks, maybe on buys, maybe more in flex plays. So, don't really love, don't really uh, love a lot of the picks he made, um, but we'll see. He's a good in-season manager, so uh, I think he certainly will will rise. Well, you know, I personally think he should be ranked a little bit higher. I think this team is underrated. It's very strong at the wide receiver position. I agree with you. Montgomery as an RB2 is a weakness, and he does not have anybody behind David Montgomery for the next running back position. That can be problematic later in the season. I think I'd have him a little bit higher than this. Um, But, yeah, this team isn't great. I don't think this is a contending team. But Michael Thomas and DJ Moore are nice wide receivers. Mm -hmm. So. On to Scranton, Lauren Tuck, is that correct? Yeah. 
All right, I'm still learning names. Uh, she was placed at number nine in the power rankings. Um, I thought this was okay. This team is fine. It's not great. I would probably put her a little bit lower personally, especially as the season goes on. But what do you think? Yeah, I also have her nine uh, in my ranks. However, she could have some good upside. Uh, Carson Wentz could be in line for a good season. Kareem Hunt, um, who knows what happens. Maybe Nick Chubb gets injured. He could see quite the workhorse, workhorse role. Uh, Hayden Hurst, um, I like him as well. Uh, he could get a lot of volume. So I, I definitely could see a path. Oh, as well as Fournette uh, and Dobbins on the bench. I, I see paths for several of her players to do quite well this season. Um, but that's a lot more uh, projections rather than seeing them done in the past, seeing them do it in the past. Mm. Yeah. I think I think I'd agree with that. There is definitely upside with this team. Probably more upside than the teams we've talked about before. Uh, as far as this point in the season, though, John Brown is in your starting lineup. I think that's all I need to say. <laughs> Enough said. <laughs> Enough said. Um, on to Denver, the Denver Broncos, who are managed by Isaac. So. You know, this guy, he's got Tyreek Hill, he's got Will Fuller. We have already kind of seen him do pretty well through the first week with 29 points. So that's a pretty good start to the week through two players. But what do you think of this team? Do you think they should be eight? I do. I have them eighth, but there certainly is, again, possibility for them to rise. Um, he has Fuller and Cooks. Hopefully one of them will uh, rise out um, on the Texans. We have guys like Ridley, Gurley on the Falcons. Hopefully he'll be able to capture uh, some of that touchdown share uh, for mm -hmm. the Falcons. We got Kenya Drake, Kyler Murray again, the teammate stacks, hoping to get a piece of all these offenses that are expected to be um, decently high-powered, maybe not as much in Houston, but at least in Arizona um, and Atlanta. So I, I like the shot he has um, to certainly rise, but, yeah, still a lot of questions. Yeah. I'd agree with that. I think this is one of those teams. They're kind of in the six through eight range. I think eight is the low point. You've got a guy like Kenyon Drake and Kyler Murray together. You have Calvin Ridley and Tyreek Hill. So, you know, that top, you know, the top quote unquote five with, you know, two running backs, the quarterbacks and the two wide receivers is really good. But I would agree with you after Will Fuller, there's a big drop off on people he can play. Mm -hmm. So, you know, pretty in the middle he, he's done a decent job you know i think week one he'll get off to a decent start so we'll see how he does you know there's definitely a chance he makes the playoffs mm -hmm. so uh number seven in the power ranking was the chicago bears with kevin as the manager um i had this team lower actually uh go ahead and tell me what you think of the chicago bears at seven i actually had him one spot higher um so mm. A little bit of disagreement there, and I'm interested to see what you say. But overall, I did like um, a lot of the chances that he did take. Uh, there is some projection going on with Terry McLaurin, but uh, he also has Galladay. So he's got Galladay, McLaurin, uh, Hollywood Brown. I like that receiving core right there. Um, he's got Elliott, Jonathan Taylor. Elliott, we know he's year-in, year-out workhorse guy, Jonathan Taylor. Took a bit of a chance on him in the third. Um I think he really could pan out, though. He'll probably take over this Colts backfield. And uh, also knowing Kevin, uh, he is a very good in-season manager and also my rival. So maybe that a little bit, a little uh, mental factor of why I rank him a bit higher. 
Interesting. So you're high on your rival. Um, here's my takeaway. Uh, I kind of did this projecting the whole season. Washington doesn't have a great offense. I personally do like Terry McLaurin a lot, but with not being in a great offense, I think you know that could slow him down just a little bit. Him as your, and I know Kenny Galladay is out this week, but this is a team that should get better throughout the year until Mark Ingram falls off because I think he's going to have about that give and take with you know Jonathan Taylor taking the full-time job but then Mark Ingram losing the full-time job. So, you know, those two kind of go together, and he doesn't have a ton behind it. Um, I, you know, looking at this team more, I see I see where you're coming from, but I would have him just a little bit lower. Yeah, understood, understood. Next up in the rankings are the Philadelphia Eagles. So this team I think is pretty interesting, managed by Mike Boland, and I had Philly lower in this as well. I um, And here's why. These flex positions, man, these flex positions suck. These are terrible flexes to have. So go ahead and defend having CeeDee Lamb and Nicole Hardman in your flex. Go ahead and try for me. I can't. Uh, I simply can't defend it at all. And I had them, I had them one spot lower than um, consensus here. So, yeah, I mean, he's got CeeDee Lamb, Nicole Hardman. We're looking at guys like Melvin Gordon on the bench. I definitely would doing? throw him in there. What is he doing? Um, yeah, and then, I mean, Ruggs. I'd, I'd even consider starting Ruggs. I, I would start Ruggs over Miko Hardman. Um, yeah. It's, I mean, he's got, a nice, he's got a nice little block of the first six positions here, but then after that, uh, he's just saying prayers. Big oof. Big oof after that. I yeah. Think you you got to plug in Melvin Gordon into the flex, and then you, you, you pick your poison with CeeDee Lamb and Henry Ruggs and kind of decide who you like better from there. That's not a terrible flex, too. It's got upside, but right now I can't put him higher. I have him much lower. I have him at eighth. Mm. So I guess not much lower, but I, I might even move him lower than that. We'll see. Um, number five coming in, this is me, the Houston Oilers, the newcomer to the league. Um, you know, I, I think actually being objective, this is about right for me. This is about where I should be. You know, the big glaring hole on my teams are wide receivers and tight end. I think there's upside. I'm going to get Debo back eventually. We'll see what that looks like. And then, uh, you know, hopefully within a few weeks I'll get Debo and my team can uh, improve. So we'll see. Uh, what do you think of me at five? I have you at five personally, and I agree with your analysis. Um, running back position, really solid. Um Really like the Jacobs mixing combo and Connor. If Connor could stay healthy, uh, that would be a really solid trio for you all year long. Wide receiver, you do have to take a bit of a chance, but um, that's just kind of the give and take. You're solid in uh, quarterback and running back, so receiver, roll the dice a little bit. Debo, I think he should get a really solid role if he comes back fully healthy. Um, just a matter of when, really, for your team. Exactly. Um you know, and you look at my wide receivers and you say they're pretty bad, but Keenan Allen was top 10 last year mm -hmm. and Devontae Parker was top 10 last year. So, you know, you don't think it's great on paper, but, and I know Keenan Allen's situation's changed and I'm lower on him than obviously I have been before, but he's very talented. Let's just hope that talent wins out and I can uh, kind of keep moving. We'll see. 
I think I have the upside to definitely make the playoffs in this league. Um, but, you know, I'm still going to have to make some moves and keep getting better. So that's where we're at. Um, but number four is you, Tom. And uh, this obviously came out, you know, during the trade. But um, I think four is too low for your team, personally. I would I'd put you one spot higher at three. That's just my opinion. Where do you think of yourself? Well, I didn't rank myself, but... I think I'm. A, I think four is about right. Maybe even five. Um, I felt, I felt all right uh, after the draft. I I got some really nice, um, you know, tight end piece. I felt good getting Matt Ryan in the twelfth or whenever I got him. Um, but really was I was really low on my running back group, and thankfully the trade went through uh, with Stu, and now I got Delvin Cook, Nick Chubb. So I think I certainly have a shot uh, at at getting better and improving. Um, but I, I just don't know if I have enough boom pieces on this team to, uh, really make a run for it. Yeah, I think that's definitely true. Uh, your bench is looking a little weak to me, um, with, you know, Madison and Pollard are great handcuffs, but the fact is you're going to have to hold roster spots for them. I understand Madison. I think Pollard might be a guy you want to trade to the, the Elliott owner. You know, see if he will give you something that you might be able to start in a bye week for one of these guys um, for Pollard. And Sammy Watkins looks nice. That's another guy that maybe you can plug him in in a bye week. So, you know, I, I think the team is really strong in its strengths, but the weaknesses are definitely there, particularly now the wide receiver position. Um, with Tyler Boyd being in there as a starter for you. That's not awful um, in a flex, but, you know, um, Devin Singletary, we'll see how his role changes throughout the year. So not bad. I'd put you higher. You're in the top three for me. Um, Yeah. And number three is the commish himself. You know, Daniel Christ. He – he is number three to start the season. I like his team a lot. I think he had one of the best drafts of anybody. It looks like David Johnson is better than we anticipated, and I hate to say that because uh, David Johnson is a disgusting football player, but here he is. Um, Chicago Cardinals, too high or too low at three? Just right. I have him at three. Uh, David Johnson, he proved himself a little bit uh, Thursday night, and we'll see if that holds into the season but uh, even if even if he doesn't live up to the standards he set for game one he still has Kamara who we know is going to get a huge workload in this offense and in the air Um, Josh Allen I like the rushing upside Mike Evans touchdown upside uh, sudden we'll see we'll see with the Denver offense a lot of questions um, health concerns as well Um, but overall I really do like his team a lot and I like his bench Jalen Rager uh, he should be coming back maybe even this week um, with a depleted Eagles receiving core. He could make uh, make some waves and maybe even be a flex play for Danny going forward. I agree with that. I liked the Rager pick. I, you know, we won't get into the draft. Um, obviously, Mike Evans being questionable week one can bring him down a notch. Uh, but in my opinion, this is the best team in the league to start the season. I had him number one in my power rankings, and this is not, you know, Danny's my friend. I know him best in the league, but trying to be objective here. I think this team, especially with the opportunities that David Johnson is getting, especially at the goal line with Duke Johnson out now, I think this is the best team in the league um, to start the year. But 
Number two in the power rankings was Noah with the Duluth Eskimos. Tom, what did you think? Is this a little high for Duluth? I have mids at two as well. And okay. I really like them. Maybe that is because we're, we have the Canadian standoff bowl between us. Uh, very good friends. <laughs> and we always pick each other to win this league every year. Uh, so I, I think he really has a good shot at winning this thing. I really like um, Derrick Henry this year. He also captured the San Francisco backfield. You know they like to run. And if if some one of those players rises to the top, he could have a week-in, week-out uh, starter. So in addition to that, I mean, wide receiver core, Odell, a bit crowded of an offense, but certainly has that high ceiling. And Devontae Adams will be getting all the targets this year. So I think he has a really solid floor. Um, and the only way to go is up for him. I agree with you. Uh, I think a lot of the things in this team, a lot of the weaknesses in the flex position are made up for by having Lamar Jackson as your quarterback. Um, and then having the Lamar and Mark Andrews stack is really nice. Um, I think Mostert will be nice to start the year, but I think you could see some inconsistent play out of him. I love the Antonio Gibson pick. That you know, burned me deep into my soul as I tried to get him in this draft. Uh, I really love that player, and I think starting him at the beginning is going to be tough, but it might uh, might work out for him. I think there's a lot of upside here. I'd have him a little bit lower, especially to start the year. You know, having him at two ahead of, you know, Chicago and even you, I think is a little high. Um, I'd probably have him behind those teams right about with me to start the year. Um, yeah. Number one. The perpetual, you know, most hated team in the league, we should say, who's not here to defend himself today, so this will be beautiful. Nicky Avs, the San Diego Chargers. Uh, I'm guessing you had him number one in your power rankings. I did. I did. Oof. Oof. And maybe that's because Nicky and I, we talk a lot, but uh, so we got a lot of the similar views on a lot of these players. And I really do like his players. I mean, McCaffrey can't go wrong. Um, but he also has a lot of, a lot of nice players at other positions. You look at Shark; he could be in for a massive workload this season. A lot of targets coming his way. Allen Robinson, same story. And I know George Kittle. A lot of people think him to think of him as the number two tight end in this league. He could very well finish as number one. Um, he's going to be a very solid player for him. And uh, even looking down to his bench, I like a lot of guys on his bench: Paris Campbell, Lazard, Burrow, Judy. Uh, one of those guys will probably rise to the occasion and become an every week starter for him. That's what I think. I agree with you. I had him at number two in my rankings uh, behind the Chicago cards to open the season. And the main reason is Tyreek Cohen as your RB2. Uh, that is kind of weak in my opinion. But there is, uh, there is upside for him in this case because Boston Scott, I think, is now a must-start. In my opinion, he should throw him at the RB2, move Crowder into that flex, and get Tyreek Cohen out of the lineup. Please, for God's sake, take Tyreek Cohen out, especially with Montgomery coming back. That guy just, oh, he irks me the wrong way. But no, I think overall he had an excellent draft. He let opportunity come to him, and the team shows. The team shows for that. So, hmm. yeah, I have him at number two. Number one is not unreasonable. I think people just kind of, see Nicky and see what he's done in the past. Obviously, I haven't been around for it, but he's been dominant, and uh, they just automatically throw him at number one. But 
I don't think you should do that. Just be harsh on this guy. You know, he's a scrub. (laughs) So I do disagree uh, about the Tariq Cohen though. I I think he's a really good start for week one, considering Montgomery coming back in a limited capacity, most likely. And I think the bears are going to try to replicate some of their 2018 offense that saw Tariq Cohen finish as the RB 12 that year. Um, Hopefully they'll use him a lot more like how they used to get him out, get him outside, give him some space to run. And I really, I don't have uh, an issue with that start. Well, we're going to disagree there because uh, they're the Bears, and the Bears don't have any touchdown upside anywhere. Uh, don't remind me. <laughs> Apologize. Are you a Bears fan? Yeah. Oof. I'm, I don't mean to hate on your team, but uh, I am not a Bears fan, so we can just leave it at that. Um, no, but that was fun. I think this is good to talk about every single team, get everyone involved, and now on to week one. We have thrown in a few tidbits here and there as we've gotten started, and obviously we have a little bit of a preview of some games with people playing on Thursday, but Tom, let's go down the line, break down each matchup, and give our predictions for the week. So why don't we start with the Denver Broncos at the Philadelphia Eagles? Yeah, well, with this game, uh, I really have a lot of questions with the Eagles. Um, starting Nicole Hardman, starting C.D. Lamb, I don't really get it. Godwin, I do like this week with Mike Evans, questionable. Um, hopefully he'll get a lot of targets for Mike's sake. Um, but I really, I really have a lot of questions, and I do think the Broncos will win this game. Um, you see Tyree Kill, he already put up 13 points. I, uh, you see Gurley and Ridley on Atlanta. Hopefully he'll capture a couple touchdowns out of that group. Um, and Will Fuller, he already played, got a bunch of garbage time work. I think I think the Broncos will secure this. Um, oh, not to mention even Kyler Murray and Kenyon Drake, another uh, touchdown pair there. Um, I, I really see the Broncos winning this one uh, because there are just too many questions for me for Mike's team to pick him to win. Interesting, interesting. I um, I think I'm going to agree with you on this condition. If Mike puts in the correct lineup in this situation, which I know he's already kind of lost a little bit of fire with uh, Nicole Hardman playing, but I think if you put in Melvin Gordon and get CeeDee Lamb out of there, you have a pretty decent shot. You have a pretty decent shot. I am still going to go with Denver here. I think um, they just kind of overwhelm them. I think, you know, Kyler Murray, the Ke- the Kyler Murray-Kenyon-Drake stack is going to be a huge weapon for Denver this year. It sounds really weird to say, you know, yeah. Denver and Kyler Murray. Um, but, no, I think, you know, there are some hard matchups. Um, one thing I just noticed about this team, and I kind of want to touch on it, is he's got Gurley and Ridley. On the, on the same starting lineup. So what happens if Atlanta just doesn't have a great week or it's all Julio Jones? Then it's not going to go that well for him. Yeah, it's, he, it's, his hands are a bit tight in that respect. Uh, but then again, what if they boom? Get what if they very boom? easily win him a week. So That's true. That is true. They're playing in a tough division, though. You know, that's a team that's going to have to go up against, um, you know, have to go up against Tan- Tampa Bay. All the time, they're gonna have to go against New Orleans all the time. Like, 
that's going to be tough. Obviously, he'll get the Carolina matchups. We'll even out for it. But just a note, just a note. Um, yes, I'm going with Denver. Sounds like you are too. Mm -hmm. And then I also have Nikki's notes here. Uh, since he couldn't join us, he sent me his notes. And just to highlight a couple of his points, uh, he's, he's a bit worried about the Cam Akers start uh, for the Broncos. A lot of questions going into the season. How much work is Cam Akers going to get? Daryl Henderson, he may, he may end up playing, taking away some of that work, and it uh, could be a bit dicey. That's that's what Nicky says. Um, he also is a bit concerned about uh, Kyler Murray and Kenyon Drake facing San Francisco. They did have a really solid defense last year, and he thinks that both those players will not reach their projections this week. Um, on the Eagles' side, he has... Uh, he, is very, he also notes the very questionable choice of Hardman, even though he only had about 40 targets last season. Uh, Godwin, he does like that start uh, because maybe, you know, maybe Evans may be out. Um, overall, though, he gives the edge to Denver uh, and Isaac. I agree. I think it's going to be close. And, yeah, I think the K-Makers start is also very questionable. I think that's a really good point to bring up because – it's going to be weird in week one with these rookies. We're really, we really have no clue what to expect, so it's a, it's a risk. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's go to the San Diego Chargers and the Chicago Bears in what I think is an excellent week one matchup. Um, you know, we obviously have Nikki on one side, and you have Kevin on the other side. Mm -hmm. Is that correct? Yep. Yeah, so that's... Uh, you know, these, there's a lot of star power in this week. What do you think's going to happen here? Well, I do like DJ Chark this week. Uh, I think the Jaguars really could be seeing a pretty big hole early on, and they're going to have to pass a lot. Hopefully, DJ Chark will get some good volume. So I, I definitely could see a big week out of him, and as well as the Bears, actually. Even though the Bears have plenty of questions themselves, they've owned Detroit the past few years. Um, and Trubisky as well, actually. So um, I, I think I think he'll get some good production um, out of Allen Robinson and Tariq Cohen. And then the other main point, I just see Boston Scott. Uh, Boston Scott, he now is going to get uh, the majority of this workload for Philadelphia against Washington, which we know is a very weak team. And I, I definitely think Nicky has a really good shot here to take on uh, Kevin and win. I like a lot of your points. I don't love the Tyreek Cohen point. I don't love a Bears stack in this kind of <laughs> offense with Mitchell Trubisky as a quarterback. Um, that being said, there is a stack on the other side with Mark Ingram and Marquise Brown, which I don't love that either because there's so many weapons in Baltimore to count on two of them at once. Oh, mm -hmm. uh, gosh, this is close for me. I think this is going to be a really tight game. I agree. At the end, though, I'm gonna I'm gonna lean towards Nikki. I think Christian McCaffrey has such a beautiful matchup against the Raider or yeah the Las mm -hmm. Vegas Raiders in Week One. Uh, I think that's gonna push him over the top. Elliott against the Rams is gonna be tough. Give me Nikki in a close game. He'll pull away at the end though. I'm with you on that. Yeah, I pick Nikki um, again with Kevin. You're right. Many questions. A lot. How how are they gonna? How is he gonna get the points out of Ingram and Brown? We'll see, but I think it should be a very good premier week one matchup. Uh, Nikki's points on this contest. 
he thinks that Kittle could have a really big week against Arizona. Uh, since Arizona was ranked very poorly against the tight end last year, he says keep your eyes open for that. Uh, he also likes, oh, yeah, he does like the Allen Robinson and actually Tariq Cohen. Um, news to me that good to, good to see he's on board with that. And on the Bears' side of the ball, questions about Kenny Galladay. He's now out. How are they going to fill it? Questions again with Marquise Brown, very boomer bust guy, he says, and hard to know what to expect. So he gives the edge to himself, and I guess he picks himself to win. Surprise, surprise. Mm-hmm. No, no, I think he, he's making the right call. Okay, um, let's go with the Duluth Eskimos against uh, Sally. I, I don't remember exactly. What is her team? The Scranton Stranglers? Sally is the Saints. She's back to the, the Saints. Saints. Excuse me. Lauren is the Stranglers. Yes. I apologize. Yeah. Yes. Okay, the Saints against the Eskimos. In a very interesting matchup of two mascots that I don't know if I've ever seen either one of them. So <laughs> let's uh, dive in here. I think I'm going with the Eskimos. And although Clyde had a very nice start to the week, I'm still going to pick the Eskimos in a blowout win. I uh, I don't love Amari Cooper against L.A. I don't love A.J. Green against Los Angeles. I certainly don't like Deontay Johnson that much this week. Um, honestly, I just don't really like your matchups. So I'm going with Duluth. I'm going with Noah in a blowout win. I also pick Duluth this week, and I agree with pretty much all your points. Um, additionally, Aaron Rodgers against Minnesota. The Minnesota defense, I do think, is getting a little weaker. Um, they're kind of reorganizing, reshuffling some new defensive backs, but uh, I still don't love that matchup for Rodgers and Duluth. Um, I mean, he's got pieces all over his roster uh, that I think are going to produce. I mean, starting from the top, Lamar Jackson with Cleveland against Cleveland. Uh, I think that could come out very nicely. Um, Nikki's comments on the matter. Let's see. Well, he notes that it's a very tough choice to make Rodgers versus Minnesota or Roethlisberger versus the Giants. And, oh, I'd go with uh, Roethlisberger. Easily Roethlisberger. Well, maybe that's the homer in Nicky. Uh, not here to defend himself and his, uh, his quarterback, Rodgers, there. He says it's a tough, to- tough choice to make. Um, notes the health concerns with A.J. Green. Uh, tough Chargers defense, however. And Jalen Ramsey on Amari Cooper may get shut down. So exactly. He's not a big fan of Saints uh, on the Duluth side. He says that Duluth has three surefire studs in Lamar, Derrick Henry, and Devontae Adams. He thinks this is going to produce every week, including this week. Um, and a lot of uncertainty about Antonio Gibson. First week in, first week as the starter, played wide receiver a lot in college. How's that going to happen? How's it going to pan out? Uh, but Nikki does pick Duluth. Yep, and I think another thing to note is with the Broncos, in terms of Derrick Henry's matchup, it's that the Broncos don't have Von Miller. That's mm-hmm. a huge piece on their defensive front, and uh, I think that's going to be a big part of Derrick Henry going off. And Bradley Chubb, he's a bit injured as well. He's a little banged up too, so that'll be that'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, in what I'm gonna call the worst game of the week, we have David against Lauren, the Blue Wahoos 
against <laughs> the Scranton Stranglers. Um, this is this is going to be a tough game to watch. Like, I'm glad this isn't an actual football game because this would be like this would be the equivalent of Jaguars versus <laughs> you know, oh god, who should we go with? Lions, maybe Bears, some team like that. Sorry, cheap shot. Yeah. Um, on like a on a Thursday night in the middle of you know November that you just you don't watch this game. It's awful. So. Uh, gosh, uh, who do I pick here? I think I got to go with um, the uh, Scranton Stranglers here because Miles Sanders being out, this guy's starting on Johnson and Zach Moss. I cannot pick a team starting those people. I agree. I agree. Uh, Zach Moss is an RB2. Week one, give me a break. Come on. Uh, hopefully some sense will come about Stu and he'll put Juju in his lineup. Maybe he'll listen into this podcast and he'll make it all the way to this whatever forty-minute mark, whatnot, and he'll put him in. But this really is a dreadful matchup, and although both teams currently are projected to score above a uh, hundred, I think one of them is going to fail to crack it. Uh, we'll have a ninety-point team this week, and I think it's going to be from one of these two. I'll, I'll give a score prediction for just this one. I think I'm going to go with Stranglers eighty-seven. Wahoo's 72. Oh my lord. <laughs> in just an abysmal score. That is game. dreadful. <laughs> that this is, is dreadful. Like Virginia, Texas Tech, when you go to overtime at a 50 point game. Oh my goodness. It's going to be so defensive. <laughs> oh, that hurts, hurts my ears to listen to. Um, it's, from it's Nikki's point, let's see what we got here. Um, he likes the matchups for. Oh, wait, what is this? Oh, yeah, he likes the matchups for Wentz and Marlon Mack. Interesting choice, starting multiple Bills wide receivers. May work, he says, may not. So uh, I guess we'll find out. Blue Wahoos, he notes the strong start for Harrison Butker, 10 points. Stu's going to love that. Uh, But he, last I checked, I think he's starting two tight ends, Um, which he is. Yeah, he has Jared Cook in the flex. Uh, I really don't see how that's going to work. Nikki doesn't see how that's going to work. I mean... Um, Nikki's pick, Blue Wahoos, actually. Whoa, Especially if he makes some adjustments to the lineup. So, there we go. Split pick. decision. Split decision. I'm going to guess that was before Miles Sanders came out. Uh, yes. So <laughs> but, but I still like the pick. Let's just stick with it. Yep. Blue Wahoos in the upset of the year. <laughs> on the record, Nikki's, Nikki's on the record, Blue Wahoos. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. Tom, let's go over to your game in what I think is an interesting matchup. I think it'll be a, a very fun game to keep track of. Uh, you are playing Ben, and it's uh, there's some tough matchups on both sides, in my opinion. Dalvin Cook's going against Green Bay. We don't know how exactly they're going to be defensively. They were better last year. Um, I think, obviously, your nice matchups are Nick Chubb playing against Baltimore just because I feel like they're going to hand it off so much in that game, trying to control the clock. Mm. And then DK Metcalf against Atlanta, which is not supposed to be much better of a defense. However, you have Devin Singletary against the Jets and Tyler Boyd against the Chargers. Those are tough matchups. So yeah. it's it's going to be tight. Yeah, I, I think I think it'll be a close game too. I, I really did want to get Nick Chubb, but I don't love this week one matchup. Baltimore... Very good roster all around, and although they may hand it off a lot because it'll be a close game, um, it's really hard to like him. Uh, hard to like him a lot this week. 
I agree with you, though, uh, with DK Metcalf against Atlanta. Hopefully he'll get some production and pick up right where he left off. Last season, he was he was cruising. He was rocking with it. Um, but Tyler Boyd, I, he's playing in the slot. Joe Burrow, he always likes the slot guy. We saw Justin Jefferson last week or last year um, with Joe Burrow. So it is a tough, tough defense, Chargers. Yeah, there's a lot of tough matchups that I, I got going on. So I'm keeping my fingers crossed. Um, we'll see. Uh, but Ben, on the other hand, I think he does have – he has some – Pretty nice matchups. Mm-hmm. Uh, DJ Moore against Las Vegas. Eckler against Cincinnati. Uh, even Montgomery against Detroit. I don't even know if he's going to be used much at all, but uh, just just by itself, Detroit uh, not in love with their defense. So we'll see what goes on. Even T.Y. Hilton against Jacksonville. I think, nice I think Ben has some nice favorable matchups going on. So um, I'm going to actually pick him to win over me. Almost as like a hopefully I jinx it sort of thing. So wow, yeah. uh, interesting. Um, I'm looking back at Nick Chubb against Baltimore last year, which you can do on Sleeper actually, mm. um, which is nice. You can go back as many years as the player's been in the league, wow. which you can't cannot do on ESPN. One of the many things you can't do mm. on ESPN. But anyway, um, yeah. So Nick Chubb last year against Baltimore, week four. 40 points, 20 carries, 165 yards, three touchdowns. But week 16 against Baltimore, which was a blowout, remember week four, the first time they played, the Browns actually beat Baltimore and were very competitive. But week 16, 4.5 points, 15 carries for only 45 yards. So, you know, it kind of is going to depend on if that game's close. I think that's going to determine the game, honestly. I am going to pick you to win in a tight game. Very close. Well, I hope you're right. Uh, I really do. We will see. Um, uh, Nikki, Nikki's, Nikki's review of the game or his preview of the game. Well, he first notes that I got some mixed results from Thursday night. 14 from Kelsey, but only two from Fairburn. Uh, a bit tough to swallow. Uh, Nikki says tough matchup for Nick Chubb. Yeah, you say maybe not so much. I hope you're right on that. Nikki also points to uh, Matt Ryan, DK Metcalf, some solid matchups, playing one another's team. Um, hopefully it'll be uh, a little evening out there. And for the Lions, he says tough matchup for Drew, B- Drew Brees and Michael Thomas. The Bucks defense has gotten better uh, over the past year, past two years, but um, he still expects them to put up some good numbers, and he really likes the matchups uh, for Eckler and Montgomery if Montgomery plays at full capacity. So he picks me to win this one, um, but a lot to look out for this week. Yeah, I think that's a very interesting game. All right, last on the card. I am going to dub this the game of the week. I think it is me versus Danny, the commish versus the man he brought in, <laughs> which I uh, I really hope I could make him regret it all right away. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see. You know, so I started off the week with Patrick Mahomes. He had 22 points. That was okay. It wasn't the best start. Uh, Not what I was hoping for with the guy I took in the third round. You know, those quarterbacks, you're looking for like at least 30. But he was super efficient, and it was a blowout, so he didn't really have to do a whole lot. Um, I have some nice matchups, though, in Josh Jacobs and in Keenan Allen. But I have some 
less nice matchups this week. Oh, I also have James Conner against New York. I like that. And I like Marvin Jones with Kenny Galladay out. So mm-hmm. some good things. But I have some less favorable matchups in Joe Mixon going against that Chargers front, as well as Devontae Parker against New England. I still haven't decided if I'm going to roll somebody else out there, like a Deshaun Jackson against Washington. Um, and then you look at the other side of the ball, you know, Danny's got Josh Allen against the Jets, and I think the Bills don't score a ton, so it's going to depend on touchdowns in that game. Kamara against Tampa Bay is a tough one. David Johnson already did well, but here's the key. Hopkins and Evans, both tough matchups. I think that's going to be the difference. With I think I'm going to take this one. In a very tight game, I think I'm going to take this. So I'm going to pick myself. Well, I agree. I'm, I'm going to pick you as well, and you pretty much – Said exactly what I was going to say for your team. You do have a really a lot of really nice matchups here. Um, I do question a bit uh, the Parker choice over Deshaun Jackson. I'd probably lean Deshaun Jackson. Uh, we'll see if you change that. Um, but I really think Deshaun Jackson could have a big week with hardly anybody for Carson Wentz to throw to. Um, Devontae Parker, although I do like him, New England, Bill Belichick, he's always going to bring it, and it's 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 going to be tough playing against him. So I do pick you. Um, on Dan, in terms of Danny's team, yeah, I, I have questions about Sutton and Gallup. Uh, I want to see how Gallup's used as well as Sutton and Sutton's health, uh, Mike Evans' health as well. So I do have a lot more questions with Danny's team, although uh, I do think he was a great, great pick in scheduling you two to play first. Uh, he does very well with his stuff, so uh, bringing the drama right away. And, and then Nikki, uh, where's Nikki's review? Um, where are you? Quick Here note we go. on Devontae Parker oh, yeah. while you're looking at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, against New England last year, he had, you know, he played him twice. And we had a zero catches for zero yards game. Oh, man. But but we also had an eight-catch game for 137 yards against Stephon Gilmore. So, you know, you're kind of – it's the same thing as Nick Chubb here. It's going to kind of depend on what kind of game I get out of Devontae Parker. With his finish last year, I think I need to rely on him week one. But uh, I think that's going to be a game-time decision which one I choose. So go ahead with Nikki's notes for this game, and we'll wrap it up. Nikki's notes, he likes the matchups for Josh Allen, Hunter Henry, and the San Fran D. Um, Mike Evans and Cortland Sutton banged up. Not sure how they're going to perform. He said he's not very optimistic about that duo. Alvin Kamara and DeAndre Hopkins, tough matchups, and they may be held to smaller points. Uh, on your side of the ball, yeah, Mahomes, he said a solid night, not nothing spectacular. But Josh Jacobs, James Conner, great matchups this week. And he is also on the Deshaun Jackson train. Uh, he said Philadelphia, they have a lot of injuries at wide receiver and a good matchup. He thinks he'll have a big game. Um, but again, that'll be left up to you to see who to start. So he gives you the edge. He picks Oilers to win. And yeah, that's that. Wow, three picks for the underdog. See, you know, I think Jackson would be an easy play until Jalen Rager decided he was going to play. And he's like, oh, I'm healthy, guys. And, uh, you know, I didn't appreciate that because, you know, he said for weeks now, he's like, oh, I'm so injured. I'm so banged up. I don't want to play week one. That's too hard. 
too hard. And now he's like, oh, I'm going to play, by the way. So uh, there, there's your uh, Deshaun Jackson uh, easy start has just become way more complicated. So I don't know. Let me uh, let me think about it. Let's uh, We'll try to figure it out. So, yeah. Oh, well, well oh, you're phasing in and out of connection here. That's right. Um, uh, I, I caught the last part. You'll think about it. So that's good to hear. That's 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 what I like to hear. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So guys, that is uh, that's episode one of the Epic Fantasy Football League podcast. Go ahead, let us know what you thought, and we can kind of make some changes as we move forward. This was just an initial episode. You know, it's getting a little long, but, you know, I think we talked about everybody quite a bit, and that's fun. That's what we look for. So, Tom, thanks for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Uh, Hopefully we'll get Nikki next time for a more in-depth draft recap. You know, maybe we're a bit too long-winded on this one, but, uh, yeah, guys, please let us know what you want to hear likes dislikes all that and uh, happy football happy football we're gonna have to get a little more confrontational next time because i think we uh we were too polite here <laughs> too polite we don't know each other well enough to really get confrontational but once nikki gets here we're gonna rip him oh so. yeah oh yeah okay Deal. all right good luck this week mm-hmm